Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today we continue the 52-year journey through film. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. And it is always a pleasure to have you. Today marks the halfway point in the 2000s. The Ots, the Os, the Zeros. We've gone 2000, 2001, 2, 3, and this brings us to 2004, where we're talking Kill Bill Volume 2. After last week covering Kill Bill Volume 1, it only felt fil- it only felt fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this marks only our second sequel on the, uh, on the 52-year journey through film. We covered mm-hmm. Godfather and Godfather 2. In very good company. It, it, indeed. And I think it's, it's deserving. I think that's, uh, I think I'm certain of that. It's, it's mm. definitely deserving. I think if only another one that could have possibly made the sequel, um, if it wasn't a trilogy, I'd say would be The Matrix. Um, right. that could be like deserving of, of another sequel or something like that. But this only having two movies and it being kind of a complete story in itself mm-hmm. with, with both of them, I felt it, it fits and I'm, I'm definitely glad that. Matrix would have been really interesting because mm-hmm. uh, both Reloaded and Revolutions came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. So it would have been a jam-packed one there. But uh, it would have taken the spot of Kill Bill. And frankly, it was nice to watch Kill Bill. It was mm-hmm. so nice. And uh, to, to finally have the story in full, one after the other, and fully get it. You know, like I remember b- bits and pieces from when I was younger. Mm. But goddamn, is this good. Like, and... We'll get more into it, but let me lay the groundwork for the people real quick. This was released on uh, April 16th, 2004. Uh, Again, written by Quentin Tarantino and Uma Thurman. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, This was, this was such a good sequel. Mm. You know, I think that's a, that's a really important, uh, not just a distinction, you know, it's not just a good sequel. It is a good movie, but. As a sequel, man, this is a this is a really fucking satisfying way to wrap up the story that's set up in mm. the first movie. Yes, very much so. I think, yeah, and, you know, if if you're watching this alone, you know, standalone, uh, it wouldn't really hold up as like you know just on its own completely. You really do need the first one in order for this one to you know have its satisfaction and, and for it to work. So, you know, in the first one, it. It, it can stand alone on its own. Like it is that good. You don't really need True. the second one after that. Um, yeah, but, the second one relies entirely on the fact that you have mm-hmm. watched Kill Bill Volume One, which makes sense. I think that's how, that's how a sequel should work. It shouldn't worry about setting you up again and, uh, getting you like a, I think it's, I think it's good for a sequel to believe you've watched the first one. Mm. Like, uh, I think Empire does a really good, good job at that. Empire Strikes Back. Godfather 2. 
also does a fantastic job assuming you watched the first one mm-hmm. uh reloaded the matrix matrix movies they mm-hmm. the best sequels always assume you watched the first one and i mm-hmm. think that's uh, that's how it should be yeah they had like a minute of recap you like at the very beginning kind of open monologue you know like mm-hmm. this is who i am this is what i do blah 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 blah, blah and then boom right in just and that was a, that right was a really good example off. early on of the the creative uh, choices that we mm. talked about last week. You know, it's like ah, this is really distinct. Like this is, and I'd say this movie is less distinctive than mm. the first than the first movie. I think uh, Quentin Tarantino toned it down mm-hmm. quite a bit uh, as far. I mean, obviously in the action side of things, but I don't really mind that. I like I like that the story was much more character driven you know there was mm-hmm. a lot more conversations there was a lot more getting to know motives and everything and i really appreciated that getting to know histories figuring out exactly what happened to get us here that was fucking awesome i loved all of that yeah it was uh, uh you know not the the back and forth black and white cuts all the time or like a few, you know, super, got a few. Yeah. but it was like uh i don't know i toned down a bit but i think rightfully so um i don't know if if uh like, cause I mean, these movies came out a year, you know, so there wasn't, it, it didn't have time to sit, you know, like that we have now, we can look back on this movie. It's been out mm. for quite some time. I wonder if the first one, if people were like, this was too much, you know, and that's, oh, I, I, like, maybe that's, that is why he toned it down. Or if he just wanted it to truly be character driven and like, that's just how he always planned it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I fully believe that, uh, he probably toned it down for, for reception's sake. You know, like maybe volume one felt a little bit more like he was trying things and volume two, it seems like he figured out what he liked Ooh. doing in the first one and applied it to the second movie. Mm. Um, like even the, they played that, the bum, 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 again, all, like they, they played that shit again. And, mm-hmm. uh, this time it wasn't blended with a really orange screen and a, a blend between them. It was just mm. her face. And I was like, see, that works a lot better. Mm. It's not as corny. It's not as cheesy. And, uh, it, but it felt like in the first one he was going for exactly what he did. So like, it's, mm. it, it's real interesting to, uh, yeah, to have, to have those back to back. This one isn't, I mean, it's still, there's a lot of fantastical stuff that happens, you know, a lot of crazy stuff still, but, uh, not, not as much as the first one. This did feel a little more real, you know, a ba- little bit, little, little you know, bit more there, there, are, there is still some, some mm. like, oh, yeah, we're we're going with the fact that she's a superhero essentially, you know, and they they talk about superheroes in this movie. Yeah, digging her way out of uh out of being buried alive. That was pretty that was pretty incredible. And last week I said that I was hoping we'd get a little bit more with uh with Bud and with uh Ellie Driver, I think is what her name was, Ellie Driver. Uh She was uh and we did. We got plenty more with them. You know, we kick off this movie with Michael Madsen uh kind of we hear that line again mm. in context now in his conversation with Bill that, uh, uh, you know, she deserves her revenge and we deserve to die. Mm. But heck, so does she. So, uh, I, lo- I love that that's the follow up there. Like, uh, why do you think they, uh, like that he said that he pawned off the sword? Like, just to like, it was just like a fuck you to Bill. You know, or something like, like, cause like, I think it was like, to like emphasize to Bill, I've put this shit behind me. Mm. I'm not going to do that. Like he uh, still had it. It was in his golf bag, you know, of like, it's just chilling in his, in his place, you know, like eventually like the bride, 
she picks it up, you know, she, that's, that's what she uses eventually. Right. Like, mm-hmm. is that, is that, I'm assuming that's the same sword. I don't think he had two, I guess. I don't know, but uh, I don't think he did either. It was the one signed, you know, like it had the inscription on it and everything. I feel, feel like you don't get multiple swords made by um, Hanzo. I think it's, I think it's kind of a one and done sort of deal. Mm. Uh, if you, uh, if you sell it, you lose it. That's mm. all right. You're not getting another one. Mm. Uh, it's on you to value that sword for everything it is. But man, we got to fill out the rest of that list. You know, we got to, we got all those names crossed off. You know, it's, uh, ah, it was just nice to see. And I mean, she didn't directly kill Bud, you no. know, um, but it, I, I, it was kind of, it was her who got him killed. True. You know, she, yeah. she, the reason, the reason Ellie Fair. Driver kills Bud is because she's like, she deserved better than that. You're a mm. coward and a pussy. Um, mm. And I want, I don't know. I wanted to like, that was the only part that I wasn't satisfied with is that the fact that she didn't get a kill, you know, like, like, uh, and I guess all that she wants is them dead in the first place. You know, yeah, she doesn't you know. need to be the and one. And it actually seems. I, I would have said at one point in the movie, it doesn't seem like she directly, like, wants to, to be the one who does it necessarily, you know, like, uh, mm. but then you get to the end when she's taking the truth serum and he's like, uh, you felt good killing those people to get to me, didn't it? And she was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Once, I mean, they're both killers. You know, they, they say that many, many times, you know, he, he, he reminds her, like, I'm a killer. You're a killer. You know, it's what we do. Um, did you really think your life in El Paso would work? And she struggled to say no. She did not want to say no there. You know, she mm-hmm. was, she's, no. and man, man, another performance by Uma, Uma Thurman. Holy shit. Like, uh, I'd say, I'd say this movie's performance was hmm. better than her performance in the first one. I think she kind of narrowed in on the character and really knocked it out of the fucking park here. Hmm. Like, um, uh, I also think there was a lot more opportunity for her too. You know, yeah. I think there was a lot more scenes that were designed for her to shine as opposed to being an, an action fest, which mm-hmm. the, the first one feels a little bit more like an action fest compared to this. First one, she and, had her moments, you know, she had very strong moments, but this one, she could kind of, they expanded the entire on the movie. Yeah. It was yeah, like, a lot uh, more the, moments and basically it was the whole movie almost. Um, it felt like it. It sure should felt like it, you know. And uh, you know, we got Gordon Liu back as Pai mm-hmm. Mei again, which I was mm-hmm. very happy to see. Man, the way he just the beard stroke, man, <laughs> and the, the taking it to the side and like flipping it. <laughs> he uh, was he was very, you know. He, Bill warned her. She was like, "He's gonna be disrespectful to you. You know, he's he's not gonna like you off the off the rip. You know, he's he's gonna be very disrespectful." Man, he was. But then. You know, he started to to see her work ethic, and you know, he started to like respect her and you know, like appreciate her. And oh, absolutely! He, uh, you know, and like the, she, he saw how she worked, how she mm. did, like how she went about things. She was like, mm. was like, all right, she gets it, you know. And uh, he certainly uh, let L let L have it mm. whenever uh, she the three she talks back to him. The three inch punch, you know, that's. Oh yeah, it's all it took. And I, I was wondering, like, you know, I, at the time, I'm um, not thinking like, oh, she's in the coffin right now. She's just kind of remembering this, you know, as she's in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm like, what are you know, like, this is. I just thought, like, oh, what a cool training moment, you know, like just yeah, to, like we're gonna cool, cut like, back in time, yeah, show us like how a, she kind of got to the point yeah. she's at. 
a very 36 chamber of Shaolin-esque. Perfect that it's coming from our boy. She even did the uh, water bucket thing. Mm-hmm. I was hoping there were like knives poking her sides mm-hmm. if she, if she, uh, and, and then whenever it like, it flashed back to her in the coffin and then like, and I'm like, Oh, duh. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. It, that, that was pretty cool. And then, I mean, she really, she dug herself up there. That was, uh, that was some impressive. I, shit. I think that the wood, you know, that that's impressive and all, but like the, the most impressive part of that was her just accelerating tunneling. through the tunneling. I mean, like that was, that was nuts. That was um, some nuts shit. That she's was the most dangerous some nuts woman shit. on the world, on the planet. You know, mm. She had said it herself at yes, one she point. Did. Um, but she's scared as shit for her baby. Um, she doesn't know what to do. Oh. oh man. And this was, we've discussed this at various points throughout our 52 year journey through film. Hmm. It's the, anytime a paternal instinct is activated in one of our characters, mm. It just makes them so much fucking better, man. Mm. Like uh, Ellen Ripley. Mm-hmm. We talked about her all the time last last week, every time we went back to Badass Woman along our journey here. This this was this was even more that than mm. last week. She felt she felt momish at points in the first one, you know, when she, she bent the kid over and was like, Go home to your mother. <laughs> uh spanked him with his with her sword. I thought that shit was funny as hell. But you could tell there was a paternal instinct there and the oh, yeah. uh First one, she oh, didn't man. know she was a mom. You know, she didn't yeah. know. She thought her baby was dead. And then this one, she knows that she's a mother. She sees. Oh, man. When she shows up and uh, Bill's out there with her, and he's like, she's like, die, mommy, die. Mm. Bang, bang. Mm. Man. And her, you know, saying, like, I had to choose between the life, you know, that she deserved, the, the clean slate that she deserved, or the life that I knew she would be born into. That wasn't mm. fair. And I mean, however, I don't think Bill is, is the best father uh, figure. Um, it, it seemed that he, you know, played with her well and they, they made he it off to like seem that he was a good dad. father to her. Um, yeah. Like they made, they made him like, it's obviously not the right mm. scenario for a person to raise a child. Uh, probably shouldn't have got to this point in the first place for him. And she tried to avoid it. You know, she tried to, uh, she tried to run away, and it, it just didn't work out. And uh, yeah, man, it was it was sad, it was sad. But like, and that was one of the things that like really the the relationship between Bill and and Beatrix, mm-hmm. Beatrix kiddo, as we come to know her. Got to start calling her Beatrix, not Black Mamba, not the Bride. Yeah, Beatrix, Beatrix kiddo, and they called her kiddo multiple multiple times last movie, and I'd mm. forgotten. Oh. Uh, Oh, yeah. Hey, kiddo. Hmm. But it's just kiddo. It's just a... That's what she was born as, you know. Not her alter ego. Beatrix kiddo. Mm. Beatrix kiddo. But, uh, nah, man, I I loved the the story between her and Bill. And they kick it off really strong by showing that there is certainly a love that not only... I mean, that she has for him. Hmm. She walks out there and talks to him for a second. And it's a really, it's a really loving interaction for a second. It gets intense, you know, at points and it's like, oh, so it's also t- very toxic, mm-hmm. but, uh, she certainly has a love for him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, over the course of this movie, seeing it unfold and the, the kind of mirror to the end of the first one with the, uh, the interaction with, uh, oh, Oren, mm. uh, to, to Bill as, as he went down via the five finger 
death blow or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Exploding, Exploding heart, technique. heart technique. Yeah, man, what a way to go. I was wondering, like, after she did it to him, I'm like, I wonder how long it takes for your heart to explode. You know, mm-hmm. like, I wonder how long it takes to set in or if, like, is his heart, like, already gone, you know, and he's just willpowering it out until he goes or whatever. So. I, I, I think yeah. uh, <laughs> I think it takes a second, you know. And, uh, I, I, lo- I loved it, though. You know, the how do I look? Mm. You look ready. Mm. Stands up, buttons up, she and couldn't walks lie. Away. You know, she's the- probably going to say, like, well, you look like shit, you know, telling the truth serum, you know, there. So the, the m- nicest thing she could have said truthfully is yeah you look you look ready yeah um mm. but man yeah opening up with them you know seeing like how uh, the massacre took place at the wedding rehearsal oh um, man that was i mean like i knew it was devastating mm. you know the whole thing like but we only saw the aftermath and then her getting her brains blown out Mm. but man the imagery of it like them walking yeah. into the church and hearing the you see the people the, no. like yeah, the, you, you see the family and you hear them all talk and like you see her turn around and be like this guy's starting to piss me off i'm gonna go get some fresh air you know like they're friends mm-hmm. and like you get all these little like the moment that you had with them you're like oh okay like people and then i i forget like oh yeah all of these people die like in here like i i kind of forgot that like oh yeah all these people are dead. Well, and what's interesting too is that they they show us a camera angle that is the same as a picture they showed us of the deadly assassin mm. team mm. in the first movie. Uh, uh, man, and it was just Samuel L. We got Samuel L. Jackson making a little back cameo in another in here. small role. I love uh, I love him making a cameo here as Rufus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the piano yeah. man. Mm-hmm. He's playing a suggested the perfect song for their wedding. You know he. Mm. Um, Man, a uh, I I don't know. I I wasn't thinking uh, that they were all gonna die until like it happened, and I'm like, oh mm. shit, I forgot. Like I forgot that this is what What's started here. everything here, um, and it was just an overreaction. You know? Oh man, that whole interaction, man, I loved. Like, I think I liked the style of the first movie more and just like, it was more exciting overall. Mm. But I think the story here is a lot better. Um, I think, it, I think it unfolds in a lot more satisfying way. Uh, I mean, it just completes the story, you know, and I guess I am taking into account kind of how it, how it's completed the first mm. one, uh, you know, cause it, that is a key part of the story, you know, but it, it is all one narrative. This is just the back half of it. Mm. Um, God damn, it was good. I guess, yeah, I mean, maybe the, you know, we were, we were introduced to the world in the first. We were, you know, my mind was blown. I'm like, wow, this is this is a different, this is unique, this is original. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else like this. And then this movie, I'm like, now I'm just in the world. You know, now I'm learning right. all the history. I'm getting all the backstory of why I should care about these people or or not care about them. Um, and and this, this was integral in getting me to care about Beatrix. You know, like last movie, I was like, man, I feel bad for her, like, but I don't know her. Mm. We pick up from her. She's just on a vengeful streak. This is the movie where you get to know Beatrix. Mm. Um, And she has moments in the first movie that make you sad, that that tear at your heartstrings a little bit. But going back and watching it now, it would it would hit a lot harder, I think, Mm. uh, post volume two. It's just a. 
She it all just goes together to way too well. Life. Yeah, she was just trying to live a normal life. And whether, you know, as a killer or whatever, whether you can or not, you know, she was going to try for her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the, uh, like her saying that, that, uh, you know, before that strip turned blue, you know, I, I was yours. You know, I would do anything for you. I would kill anyone for you. But the second that strip turned blue. It was somebody else that I was yeah. doing it all for. Yeah. And like, ah, oh, like, man, what? Like, ah, I just, it was a very, like that ending, you know, him going into his spiel, you know, uh, talking while the truth serum was setting in mm. um, about the alter ego and how Superman's Superman. your favorite. That, that was cool. You know, cool little mention of. Oh yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for, for <laughs> DC and Marvel. So hearing, him be like, I'm a huge fan of comic books, you know, my favorite Superman. And the way the way he explained it was actually pretty sound, you know, like mm. uh, I have a different perspective of the Superman Clark Kent dynamic than than Bill does here. But mm. uh, the way that he goes about it, I, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty it's pretty sound. You know, the whole Clark Kent is the projection Superman mm-hmm. That's has his of costume. humanity. Yeah, his costume is is Clark Kent. Um, and, you know, I, I think. The whole point of Superman is that he's becoming more human, you know, over time, so that it's not really his costume anymore. Yet. Yeah, it's a yes. He's I was bright. like, all right, I get what you're saying. You're just <laughs> like, I'm not the audience for this particular yeah. part because I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I feel like I know a different, a different Clark. Uh, yeah, and I mean, he's right. You know, he was born Superman. That's how he was born. The clothes he was born into, the S logo that he's wearing, all that. Uh, you know, born Kal El. Uh, to me, I was like, "Hey, on his on his planet, he wasn't Superman. He was Kal El, mm. a normal oh, fucking guy." But uh, yeah, that you know, another kind of fantastical part of the movie, truth serum. You know, that's just oh, yeah. a, just the you know, undisputed uh, truth. Yeah, one of my greatest inventions, if well, not my, my greatest, my favorite. Yeah, like you know, I just just throw it in there. Why not? You know, like how are we going to solve this conundrum or what they call it, this predict or or whatever? You know, like yeah. Uh, you could not stand to tell the truth to me and I would never believe a word that you say out of your mouth. You know, like yeah. it is like the relationship is, it, it's cute, but just super toxic at the same time. Oh like yeah. Just, like uh, you're like, I, you can tell they have a chemistry. Like they did have a chemistry. It was kind of impeccable, but like, it was like, God, this sucks. <laughs> like y'all, she just needs to off his ass and get on with it. Mm. But, uh, Love the 36 chamber. Like, it is just so cool how they paid homage to the, like, mm. to that and having, having our boy right there in the movie legitimately, not yeah, just absolutely. ref, like, it, like, right there was, was so cool. Um, and I loved him. I loved him more in this movie than I did the last. I think mm. you get more opportunity to enjoy Pai Mei than you do, uh, Johnny Mo, mm-hmm. uh, there with Gordon Liu's character. But mm. fuck, man, I just want to go back and watch all the Gordon Liu stuff I can because mm. I absolutely love that dude. But uh, I guess we should talk about how, uh, you know, the name first people die, you know, the the death in the trailer the um, you know, we should the snake, how that all played out. You know, that that, that was pretty I was I mean, I fully expected um, him not to make it through this transaction like I like a million dollars for the sword. Yes, the suitcase is there, but I'm like, yeah. no way he's making it through this. Like, I it's just no, absolutely. This not. dude is dead. Whether uh, as soon as he Beatrix offered it, kill him. Yeah, whether Beatrix is going to come and kill him, or 
you know, Ellie Driver is going to kill him. I, I, you know, he's dead either way here. I oh, no, this, like, it was so funny though, because it was, it was pretty smart of Ellie Driver to set it up. Like, you know, the Black Mamba killed, killed, uh, Bud. Technically, she didn't lie there, you know, no, like, no. uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and find, uh, this gravestone. That's where you'll, you'll be standing at the final resting place of Beatrix Kiddo. And that's mm. where we learn her name. And I was mm. like, oh shit, look mm. at that. Um, I wish it was a little bit more of a reveal. I was watching it with subtitles. Mm. And, uh, when she's getting buried alive, it says Beatrix gasps, Beatrice screams, Beatrix uh. cries. And I was like, fuck. Mm. I didn't her even name's know. Beatrix. I was watching with subtitles. I didn't even notice that at all. Oh man. Yeah. I so looked, I did, I, kinda, like, I did kind of have it revealed right there. Um, <laughs> I was like, huh. fucking A. Hmm. But, uh, nevertheless, it was still a cool reveal. It was still like, oh shit, dope, dope. And, uh, her reading, you know, all the facts of, of the black mob to him as, as he's dying, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, it like, fi- like five milliliters can kill a human, but you got, you know, two to 400 in a single bite and that thing bit oh. you however many times. I like the word gargantuan. Don't get to use it often. You know, she's just like, yeah. as he's dying, she's just having her, having her, having her fun. She thinks, Darryl you know, fucking Hannah, man. She, she thinks she's, she's on top of the world there. She's carrying her suitcase out a million dollars. The only part that I'm like, yo, like what, like, like what's up? I'm like, where'd that snake go? You know, I was like, how did yeah, it fight like, the whole fucking yeah, time? Like, I expected that. I expected her, Ellie Driver, to die by the snake and her to be like bit in the ankle because she mentioned that, like how it would take like four hours, you know, to die from a, a bite in the ankle. And I, I, that's how I expected her to die. And then I expected, you know, Beatrix to be like, well, I'm the Black Mamba, Black Mamba bitch. You, I'll let you suffer for four hours here. I'll let you die. Like that's how, that's how I thought it was going to happen. But, uh, pulling her I, eye knows, out. You know, we do. She does get left behind in the trailer. Eyeless. That's true. Blind, probably still... blind. The snake is still in there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so who, you know what? Yeah, I guess we never see her die, die. Um, yeah, so it could be a pretty interesting little uh, Kill Bill Volume 3 ever uh, mm. ever really really gets made. Could be interesting. Uh, the potentiality of Daryl Hannah returning as Ellie Driver. and But beyond that, what I'm intrigued by is the potentiality of Ambrosia Kelly returning as Nikki, the daughter to uh, mm. Copperhead, and fighting uh, Maya Hawk, mm. Uma Thurman's daughter. Um, it's not actually Uma Thurman's daughter, but I think the older version could be played by Uma Thurman's daughter, and it'd be fucking awesome. Uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter, actually, star wow. of uh, Training Day. Mm. Um. Wow. Yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely, whenever volume three comes out, I'm, I'm seeing it in, in the theaters. That's, for oh, sure. there's no I'm doubt now, man. I'm going. And like, I hope that actually gets made. I hope that's an actual <laughs> thing that I know. I've heard, I've heard stuff about it over time, but, uh, yeah, I hope, I, I really hope that that this is, it's, it's being made. I, I, I mean, cause man, it's on his to do list, apparently. Um, Ah. It just hasn't yet happened yet. Tarantino, it's on Tarantino's to-do list, huh? You know, I... Okay. I, yeah, you know, I guess, I don't know. He's... What else is he working on? I, I don't... Uh, I mean, this nah, is... I feel like this is his bread and butter, though. I don't know. Like, I... This feels is, like at least need to return to the mold for a little bit, buddy. It's my favorite Tarantino, like, project. That's... I, I, I don't think there's anything else by him that I, I like as much as this. 
I need to watch. I need to watch a few. I haven't watched Jackie Brown in years. Um, mm-hmm. Glorious Bastards. I need That's to give a that a rewatch. One. That is a good one. Is that? Yeah, yeah. No, that that is a freak. That is really nice. I mean, killing Nazis. You know that that's always that's always fun. Always, right. always can get behind that. Um, but no, I, I think I don't know. Even I mean, I I've seen in. I mean, knowing that movie, I I still don't think it stands up to Kill Bill. Right. I don't know. I th- that's just, I didn't think so. Here's like this is too up my alley for me to not be into it. Like, it's such a great story and the martial arts and the action of it all. And Uma Thurman, I fucking love Uma Thurman even before Kill Bill. So, like, uh, mm. like I, I'm, I'm really, really in, you know. Yeah, and, I think uh, she has a lock for, uh, for best actress of the. Feels like of it as of right now. Um, uh, feels like it. But any uh, other nominations that we can make? I mean, I think, um, for costume design and set design and soundtrack, I think it all just kind of will group. It's all kind of in uh, together, but uh, any other supporting actresses or or actors or any of that that you want to nominate? I think, uh, I think the guy who played bill Mm. could be a best supporting actor. Uh, David Carradine, David David Carradine, Carradine. There you go. That's, I don't know. I'm taking a guess. Um, I guess, would he be supporting or just, nah, I feel like, I feel like he's supporting, yeah. you know, I feel like, I don't think there is a lead actor in this movie. I think it's, uh, but would he be the lead? And then like, Bud would be mm. a supporting actor. See, that's, Hmm. I mean, I guess, I mean, Uma Thurman, she's definitely the lead of the movie. She's that's the without, lead, without yeah. a doubt. Um, but if there would be a lead actor, it would be, him. I, I would say it would be him, but, but, on the scope of the movie, I I, I think I put He's him a down. Supporting in, in character. Supporting. Um, yeah, he he definitely. Right. Yeah, I think that's. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Screen. But yeah, I do think he's deserving of a nomination. I really liked his presence on screen. He hmm. was. Uh, I was interested as to who what he was going to look like. You know mm-hmm. how they were going to narrow in on who Bill was, and I'll say he was not what I expected Bill to be. Mm. And then, uh, as it unfolded, though, I was like, you know what? I like I like this character. I mean, I don't personally like him. I think he's a complete and utter fucking piece of shit. But I really, really enjoyed enjoyed his presence on screen. Uh, and I love the fact that their kid's name is BB, mm. Bill and Beatrix. Mm-hmm. BB, it's pretty awesome. That was nice. Uh, and like how he had to say, you know, like uh, I don't know the interaction they had, and he like reminded her of her name, like BB. You know, he like told her, and she's like. Yeah, okay, beep. You know, like, I, it was just, mm-hmm. uh, even though very, very toxic, you know, I grabbed it was as so much nice to as see her, I, see her daughter, yeah. man. Like, it was such a cute scene. And, like, the being able to, like, put the stuff aside for a second because that's the daughter. Mm. Like, we'll, uh, I'll let you, tr- like, even Bill was like, I'll let you spend some time with your daughter for a little bit. Mm. And mm. then we'll, we'll go see this out just in, and like it, it's a it's a really interesting dynamic that they had like this this love hate thing, and uh, yeah, it's all about honor, you know, to the end there, you know, like uh, this hacienda happens to have a, a beautiful beach, and on this yeah. beautiful beach happens to look very good in the moonlight, and happens to be a full moon, blah blah blah, you yeah. know, like, be a be a nice sword fight, or we could wait till the sun, you know, wait till the morning for the sun to be on us, you know, if yeah. you want to go old school or whatever. You know, I love the old school. Mm-hmm. 
Um, man, yeah, that, I mean, what I will remember of this movie whenever I'm thinking about it is, is, is just going to be that, like that last scene right there with, with them too. Um, and you know, they didn't have, you know, a glorious fight or anything. It wasn't that actiony. I, I think was really the cool the way it had was dope. Yeah. Like the chair, like the, yeah. like her, like pushing herself back up on the sword and then sheathing like his, like using the sheath to like block his attack basically. And then so badass. <laughs> did the whole heart explosion technique after that. And it was just like, ah, and he was like, Oh shit. Like I may taught you that, huh? Damn. Yep. Why didn't you tell me kind of a bad person? And I liked, and I liked his comment there too. He's like, you're not a bad person. You're it's just that sometimes you can be a cunt. <laughs> and she laughed, you know, she said, it was, and that just sums up the relationship right there. You know, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> You know, you're you're a terrific person. You're you're amazing, but you can be a cunt. And then the, she laughs it off. You know, I guess he's about to die. You know, I guess she's gonna comfort him the most that she can. Um, probably still very much more pissed off at him than she is. Oh um, yeah, I mean, after <laughs> so. it all happens, we see her sobbing with mm. joy, saying thank you mm. that she killed that she killed that Bill's dead and she gets to have her daughter. Mm. Uh, it's more that she gets to have her daughter, but you know, I got, I got my daughter and Bill's not here. Yep. And, and the list is complete. One through five, all crossed off. All crossed off now. All crossed Man. off now. What a way. I mean, I don't know. I, I imagine like, was it, was the first one, was it released called volume one or was it called volume one after volume two was released? I think it was called volume one. Like, I think it was always <laughs> intended that this would be a two part flick. That uh, makes sense. I'd almost be willing to bet that they filmed them back to back. Mm. I mean, they did come out within a year of each other. So a le- less than a year. Yeah. Like it was, uh, mm. cause I think kill bill volume one was June and this was April. Wow, even later. Kill Bill is October. Oh, um, yeah. O- six months. Six months. They didn't do that back to back. Or they, they had to do it back to back. October. No to April. They... Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, nah. They, and it, and it makes six sense. Six months apart. Um, that, I mean, it makes perfect. They, they have scenes in the second one, you know, that you find the context out, you know, or like scenes from the first that you find the true context of later on. So it's like the same. Thing. I feel like yeah, it's it's all one story, you know. It's mm. like you just get a little bit of a break in between, and uh, mm. man, I really, really enjoyed it, and it it really frames the first movie up as much more of a setup movie mm. as far as the story is concerned. Yeah, uh, I mean, it only enhances the first one even more. Like oh, now that now that I know all of this, like whenever I do go back and watch Volume One again, I'm gonna love it wait like even more than I already do. Um. Which is, I don't know, I'm, I'm super excited to, you know, give it some time. Let me rest on the movie and then, and then come back in like a couple of weeks or, or a yeah, month something. or so and, and see how I feel. Um, but man, I don't know. This, just what a cool world, like such a cool story. Um, I love it, dude. And I love it so much. Definitely. I mean, without a doubt, my favorite Tarantino, uh, project. And, and if I, if I were to recommend a Tarantino flick, I'm recommending Kill Bill. Because with Kill Bill one comes Kill Bill Volume Two. You, you, after you watch the first one, oh yeah, you're gonna like, watch. You're, the you're not. You shouldn't. 
you should not, you know, you should watch the second one. There's like, it's just so much, it's so much more complete that way. And when she snatched Ellie driver's eye out of her face, her other eye, like when they, that whole face off, dude, I fucking loved that face off in the, in the, in the mobile home. Whenever, uh, yeah, they face off with the swords at the other end of the hall, come together, meet steel, meet steel. And then she just, <laughs> snatches her eye right out of her head and she's like, oh, you fucking bitch, I'll kill you, you fucking bitch. Ah! Yeah, that that was uh that'd be a a shitty way to go. Um yeah. Who knows if she's dead though? Well, I guess we don't know. Um would be very interesting to see if if she does come back. But she straight while she was like writhing in pain too, she like yelled, "Give it back." Mm. Like that's going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. And oh man, I love how like she you know, she has a suitcase in hand. She's about to leave, and then she gets hit with like a flying double kick, kick, just boom, right back in. Like, man, like what? A, <laughs> uh, that was a great fight sweet wee, sequence. Womp, wee, womp, right before you know any killing yeah. happened, basically it was you know got that again, which which was nice. But man, I guess no anime in this one. No anime yeah. in this one, you know, and that's probably another example of the stylistic mm. narrowing in. There was sort of like a, all right, we got it. You get it. Uh, Man, at first, whenever uh, Bud, is it Bud? I think that's right. Yeah, Bud. Yeah, whenever Bud, like, shot her with the shotgun. Like, at first, like, before he said, like, it was rock salts or whatever, I'm like, is she, like, is she dead here? Do we just kill our protagonist and then we skip to the end of the story? Like, what the hell is going on? You know, I mean, she survived a gunshot to the head. So I, I could see her surviving this as well if it was you know whatever but I, I was like oh my god it was kind of like a batman moment you know like whenever he yeah him like he got shot with the with the shotgun i was like wow i mean it's just i don't know not knowing where these movies are going to go at all was really nice like having a true it blind was. um like i was i was not spoiled any details of of this movie at all um and i it, it was awesome watching it for the first time um and, and it only it only enhanced the first one i like mm by a lot too like i'm i'm even higher on both of them than i was just the first one alone you know mm-hmm. yeah, i'm uh i'm just i'm eager to see if uh if there's any more news on on kill bill volume three um man it'd be nice to be able to be able to get back in the movie theater for a third installment hmm. of kill bill Apparently all this stems from a Joe Rogan experience podcast where Tarantino was on and he said he'd be directing Kill Bill Volume 3. Um, well, we know how much we can uh, take as fact there. <laughs> um, it is scripture if it comes from a Joe Rogan experience podcast. <laughs> might as well take it as truth. Um, but, but, man, yeah, I'm uh, – that that would be super interesting to see if, if their kid – you know, if maybe um, – like her My kid, heart. I don't. Well, I guess I don't know because she doesn't want her to really live that life, you know. Um, True enough. But, but. I, I'd say Copperhead's kid. She's she's gonna want revenge, you know. That, yeah. I mean, that's that's, what these that's the driving about, force here. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't just be she willingly got into the game. It'd yeah. be that like maybe you know Mama's taught her how to protect herself a little bit. You know, not mm. trained her in the art of being an assassin, but she knows what's up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, it could be really cool. It could be really mm. cool. And, uh, you know, and 
the title of the movie, you know, it's Kill Bill, but like not really like getting the final moments being her killing Bill. Mm. It's like, uh huh, okay. Mm. Like I was, that's very satisfactory. They told they told us from the get go, this is what this is what we're gonna do. We'll yeah, kill I guess, Bill. I mean, what's the the daughter's name? Nikki. I mean, Nikki's. You know her origin story if you will is very similar to oren's origin story you know had yeah i mean not not both parents killed in front of her but you know her mother killed right in front of her um seeing the face of the person who killed her you know like she will have obvious you know obviously will if she does go down that path she knows who to look for um for sure but she's gonna have to i don't know she's gonna have to do some training because uh i mean beatrix she's she's one badass woman one, and Pai is gone. Most so. dangerous woman on the planet. Yeah, that's. I guess Hanzo's still there. Um, I don't know. Maybe he maybe I, he breaks the oath one more time. No, I well no. Why would, what he, if, why would he want? What if Ellie Driver returns as the wise old blind master to Nikki, mm. teaches her, and they have a duel. They oh, both have they a both vendetta. want to kill her. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yes. It is like we're Ellie Driver right and Nikki versus Beatrix and BB. Like it's just I feel like it could be strong. Mm. I guess let's see who else. Bill's dead. Bud. Dead. Everyone else is like yeah, for everyone sure dead. 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 Um, yeah, I, I guess Hattori Hanzo could still be out there. Um, and I loved I loved that they kept building the legend of the Hanzo sword. They were like, uh, all right, yeah, it's worth $1 million. Mm. It's the finest sword man. ever created by man. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. It, Dude, I, I loved it. I, I, want, I want a sword now. Like, I've always wanted a sword. Like, it's just a thing that I think every guy goes through. Oh, yeah, every guy wants um, a sword at some point. And, uh, but now... I'm, Only the real ones act on it. Yeah. Now I, I, I must learn the ways of the blade. Um, I must be all conflict yeah. must be mediated mm. by the blade. <laughs> I mean, man, imagine, you know, like home, you know, a uh, defense weapon, like, uh, you know, I guess if I got a, you know, a gun pointed at someone, that's one thing. But if, if, if there's a home intruder and I show up and I'm, I have blade in hand. They're going to be like, all right, dude, I'm a dip. You have a good night. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> and if I ha- ever have the opportunity to to use a blade, I mean, come on. I'd much rather slice someone in half than shoot him in the head. If I'm going to kill someone, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't plan on it ever. Um, I do not plan on it I'd ever. I'd much rather slice um, someone in half than shoot him in the head. God, uh, that is so fucking funny. Um. <laughs> yeah. That's where no, I stand but on. There's so, there's, there's so uncivilized, mm. the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's all, all the blade is much more much more civilized. Feels much more honorable. Mm. Um, and what a way to to round off August, though. This was a man. Um, yeah, it was a it was a solid conclusion. If you uh, if you ask me, it, uh, it was pretty incredible. I really I really enjoyed this movie. Mm. And you know, thinking about like, uh, as far as our enjoyment rating is concerned, mm-hmm. I think it'd be 
I think it'd be fair to put it 0.5 below the first one. Hmm. Or even on the same level. Because, like, I'm feeling about the same. I don't know that I enjoyed it more than Kill Bill Volume 1 in a vacuum, you mm-hmm. know? Like, uh, I think that stylistically, first one's more entertaining to watch. One thing I will say about both movies is that while the first one's like an hour and 45 minutes, second one's two hours and 15 minutes, both of them fly the fuck by. Mm. Uh, they are so easy to watch. Like, they just they just flow right, really, really well. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking... I'm thinking it's right around the first one. How, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'd say. I mean, I I definitely would watch the first one over the second one if I'm if I'm picking you know one out. Um, but mm-hmm. I think you know like the reason you watch the second one is the satisfaction of of the ending and and the whole story completing itself and everything. So it, it's a different a different kind of enjoyment. Um, exactly. And, and you know this one, uh, the reason we docked you know Kill Bill Volume One, the reason it's four eight five. Uh, cuz we couldn't really connect with the characters as much. We couldn't connect with the movie as much. But this one I think it does way it's way stronger there where it lacks the action, it picks up right where with a connection. Um so I don't know. I mean I'm I think like 4 or 5 is the floor. Uh, oh, I'm 100% there with yeah. you. I I think that was a really good point you made. This is this is what brings in the emotional resonance with the whole story and you know, for that alone, I think it's worthy of being on the same level as the first one. Mm. Uh, like they just work too well together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like maybe, just, maybe we give it just like, you know, maybe 0. 0.05 below just because yeah. of how just epic the first one is. You know, you kind of get a little bit of connection, uh, with Beatrix, a little bit. You know, you have, you know, the loss of a daughter. You have some things you can hold on to. Um, I don't know. I, maybe it isn't. I, I don't know. Maybe it is just better to to tie it up. I don't know. I, I think it feels more appropriate, but, you know, yeah. because the first one, I was tempted to go. I'd be fine giving this a four eight five, and then bumping the other one to a four nine, mm. like because it did it did enhance the other one, you know. And I think that's fair when we're talking sequels. But uh, I'm also like, do we want to just perceive it in a vacuum? Which I feel like that's kind of what the project is. I don't know that we should really. Mm. Change the first one based on the second one. I think it's fair to just leave it as is, but I think it's very worthy of being on the same level mm-hmm. uh, because of the way that it does bring an emotional resonance to the first one. That's that's huge. So I'm comfortable putting it on the same level at a four eight five. Right. I'm sorry if I said point five below earlier. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that was a huge miscalculation. <laughs> Making it a four point three five would be an absolute mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, put it with seven with uh above dumb and dumber yeah i mean yeah it doesn't it belongs it's not, higher it's up. not over Def, definitely not. higher up but uh yeah as a genre now th- this will be interesting you know less action i guess what is it i mean probably still the same probably yeah action crime thrill Ooh, thriller for this one which is interesting drama on volume one i believe but thriller uh for this i kind of dig that i kind of dig that action thriller definition of kill bill volume two you know we do i will say i haven't felt the way i felt while she was being buried alive during a movie in a while Mm. i was like i I was kind of breathing heavy it was making me anxious i Mm. was like this is claustrophobic Mm. and i'm just watching it the idea overwhelming sucks that's like yeah you know like People think, you know, like either drowning or like burning to death. Like that, that's the worst way to go, you know, or something. But like buried alive where you can't eat, like where you have to stay in your own 
like eventually you'll run out of oxygen everything yeah it's like you'll either suffocate or starve that's it that that's it you know it's like or not starve you'll die of thirst first but like you'll either suffocate first or you'll die of thirst and and like you're gonna be in your own feces and yeah you know you can't leave the box that's it you can't move you can barely turn over like nah that being buried alive i think is definitely one of the worst that's a torturous death um and she she wasn't having it she uh she wasn't having that that's not how she was gonna go um but i mean as as it uh i don't know i feel i don't know where i stand on this I, i feel like it doesn't the action you know obviously it's there's a lot less action than the first and it's not as gory but i think the action that is in it is more purposeful. I um, agree. So I, I, I don't know if, if that means it's lower or higher. I don't, you know, I guess like the average viewer is going to say like, yes, this action is way more boring or something, you know, along those lines. But I feel like it, it made more sense. It was much it's more a lot gory more, driven. Yeah, there's and, just, it's not action for action's sake. It's not gory for gore's sake. Like mm-hmm. Tarantino likes to get gory just because, oh fuck, look at the blood. Mm-hmm. Like whenever it was spewing out of, Boss Tanaka's head in the first movie, mm-hmm. like her neck, mm. head was gone. Mm. Um, like that, that that was just so so that he could do it. Mm. You know, like it was like, yeah, you know what? I'll do this because I can. But like the rest of this was, it was very purposeful for the most part. You know, there were there was not, and I guess maybe much spewing. That explanation maybe weighs more into the film, you know, as a critically, you know, maybe that's the rating that that conversation should be in. Um, it's relevant to the, uh, so, but yeah, I think to the action genre, um, though, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. I think I value this more as an action thriller and I, I value the drama of this movie more than I did the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one was just the action of it. You know, like that was kind of all I was feeling, I was feeling there. And, uh, True. so I think, it, I think it deserves a little bump from, from the first one mm. for, for genre. I think it's like, uh, probably a four, seven, five. Mm. Like it's, uh, it's really strong, but, uh, it's not perfect. You know, mm. like I wouldn't say these, these are genre defining action movies. I think they're really good action movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one brought a little bit more emotional resonance so I could apply a little bit more to that drama category and uh the thriller ups it a little bit too. You know, I think that I think that's fair. All right. Interesting to see if this will beat out um the first one. Because I felt like off of media watching, like, man, I like the first one a whole lot more, but now the more I'm talking about it, it's like I, I will they're, say they're good in their own their own vein, but I think this would be the category where it doesn't beat out the first one. I think it, I think it's such is the case. Mm. I think that this, uh, this is dependent on the first one. Mm. The first one can stand alone, which is important mm. in this, uh, in this category, I think. Um, it doesn't, I mean, that's not a huge discredit to volume two. That's how a sequel works. You know, it should, it should kind of depend on the first one, but, um, I do think that it was it was narrow narrowed in focus in terms of style, which actually for me took away from the creativity of Tarantino for me. I think it was just kind of, it felt more normal. Mm. Which sure. when I'm watching a Tarantino flick, like even even the first one felt more like Pulp Fiction, 
and like it felt like he lost a little bit of a a little bit of sight of what his taste is. Mm. He just kind of it felt more like he more safe option. Yeah, it felt like it, you know, and uh I do think like I've said, I think it is a better story, but that's because that's kind of what I feel like the focus was for this movie mm. and the story was huge for it. Um I'd it, say performance-wise, um Uma ups her game a yeah. little bit. Uh, seeing Bill, fucking mm. awesome. He was awesome in his role. Uh, I don't know. I felt like the soundtrack was was better in the first one. I don't know why. I can't pinpoint why. It just felt more. I guess there was more intense moments in the first one. It, so it, more more op- it stood out. And, like yeah. it stood out more. You know, like uh, I, there wasn't a moment in this movie where I was like, oh shit. That song's dope. Not like it. They all mm. just kind of happened. Like there were multiple points in the first movie where I was like, "Fucking love the soundtrack in this moment." Mm. But uh, and you know there were there were some shots that that were were nice to look at, but I don't think anything compared to the first. Uh, like there were a lot more of those moments in the first. I feel. Uh, I'd say so too. You know, it felt more normal, more normal than than Tarantino mm-hmm. usually likes to get. You know, I thought that uh. There were not to say that there weren't cool shots. There absolutely were. Like you know, last last movie we got the bride fighting all those men against a blue backdrop, and they're all silhouetted. You know, we see mm. her training with Pyme this episode or this movie, and uh, they're against a red background and they're silhouetted. So like, there's there's some cool mirroring to other things that I think is really cool amongst the movies. Um, Looking at the other where our film scores right now, I don't think, you know, it does, it's not at the level that the first one was at, so it's not 485. I don't think so either. I feel, you know, Truman Show, Goodwill Hunting, Dead Poets, I, I don't think it's up there either. Um, not quite. I think, I don't know. I think it, it kind of fits in the same vein as his other movie, as, as Pulp Fiction does, in my opinion. And maybe this is a little too high still. I don't know. Um, but I feel I, like. I all right. Know. So let's, let's weigh it against Pulp Fiction in terms of the critical appeal of it. We, we thought the narrative lost steam in mm. Pulp Fiction. Like that wasn't the focus. It was all style. Mm. It was all editing. It was all acting. And this is the opposite. Um, and I feel like this lost side of style a little bit and stuck more with the acting, the story of it. It's kind of the inverse. Now, if we're basing it off the logic of most of the t- most of the things I've judged by, I usually hold story in much higher esteem mm-hmm. than style. Mm-hmm. Um, so my gut was splitting the difference mm. between Apocalypse Now and Pulp Fiction and going four six five. Mm. I like. Um, Let's see what that would do. That would average it out to a 4.75 and that would place it in the company with Boys in the Hood uh, which, right. is, which is interesting Kill Bill Volume 2 and Boys in the Hood and then uh, would place it yeah in between Pulp Fiction and Apocalypse Now um, it, and I, I feel like that is fair I, I don't think it, it does tie Pulp Fiction I do feel like it does edge out Pulp Fiction a little bit I, I, um, I just enjoy the narrative here more you know and I, I enjoy the characters more I, I this is the movie that makes me like Beatrice and Beatrice, Beatrix. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I liked the acting in Pulp Fiction, but I don't give a shit about Vincent Vega. I think Jules Winfield is cool, but like, I'm not like, man, I hope he makes it out. Mm. You know, like, 
I don't want anything to happen to him. Like, I'm like, all right, do do what you will with this story, you know? True. This one, I'm like, I'm praying Beatrix is making it out of the end of this movie. I'm praying she ends up with BB. I'm pray- like, by the end of those last 15 minutes of the movie, man, I'm hoping Bill is the one who gets done end with. Mm-hmm. I mean, was the title of the movie, I'm, I'm imagining he's going to die anyways. I was just holding out to see how he was going to die, basically. Mm-hmm. Um and I think they did it in, in a beautiful way. I, I mean, I was expecting a full sword fight, you know, like on the on the beach when he was explaining. And then I'm like, that'd be a cool scene, you know, like seeing right. the fight on the beach and all. But but nah, the uh, the heart exploding, you know that. I mean, broke her, Powerful you know, imagery. broke her heart. He, you know, she broke his. You know, however you want to yeah. do that, and then literally broke it at the Fucking end. There, awesome. Um, so fucking awesome. Hmm. Man, yeah. What I think, I think that slots in well at a four, four, seven, five for the average, and uh, yeah, I think it fits well. I believe it does as well. I'm just looking at some of the stunt choreography here. The guy who did it, Keith Adams, also did the stunt choreography for Mad Max, mm. uh, Fury Road, Wonder Woman 1984, <laughs> uh, The Suicide Squad, Black Widow. He was a stunt driver in that. Hmm. Quiet Place Part 2 stunt driver. Man, he's done some fucking work in Hollywood. Good for him. Good Hmm. for him. But yeah, this was fucking cool. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, All in all, it was a good... These were good additions Hmm. to the... uh, to the 52 year journey through film. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm de- I'm, I'm glad I have kill bill volume one and two in my book, in my repertoire, uh, to talk about now. Um, Oh yes. Um, I've, I've mentioned, uh, I've mentioned a couple weeks ago at some point we were talking about, about a movie and I was like, I've, I said something about how I've watched an absurd amount of movies and the number would not be shared because mm-hmm. it's kind of shameful. Um, I, I will I will reveal that Kill Bill Volume Two was the one hundredth movie I've watched this year. Wow, that's hmm. it's honestly impressive. Not embarrassing. That's just impressive. No, yeah, like I feel good about it. It's yeah. just like wow. I don't know that there's been a hundred days. We're right around a hundred days, actually, being like April eleventh. But um, hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow. I was like, I was pleasantly surprised to find yeah, Kill got, Bill Volume Two was my hundredth. We've got what? Yeah, around. Yeah, we're getting there. So yeah, a movie a day. Movie a day on like average. a glass of wine a day. You know, is helpful for your body. Yeah, you know, like a you... movie a day, helpful for the brain. You know, helpful helpful for the brain, especially the way that we view movies. Mm. You know, we I, I don't just blindly sit there and blankly stare at mm. a screen. I just I take it in. I think about it. I think that's uh, I think that's important to do. But with that. We conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Kill Bill Volume 2 coming out to a 4.75 out of 5 on the good old Penny Bloom film scale. Uh, With that, I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Oh, one more thing. How's that do for our month? Oh, yes, of course. It uh, averages out to a 4.58. Uh, which is above uh, above June by a little bit, by 0.03. I 
I think that makes it our third or second. Second month. It is in, it's in third place, uh, for the months so far. It goes, um, yeah, July, I believe, or no, sorry, May May. is our strongest month at 4.86, and then July at 4.78, and then, yes, and then it would be August at 4.58. And Shout out then, to Scooby Doo, man! Save oh the yeah, month. save the day. Um, oh yeah, saving the month indeed. And with that, we will actually conclude. Uh, if you would head to Patreon.com/slash/CoraBloom, where you'll find over twenty-four hours of exclusive content, fund the revolution with me, and uh, keep this podcast going. It costs money, and I don't make any off of it. So. Uh, it, it's real helpful, you know, keeping this podcast on. And then if you would, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And uh, remember, peace, love, and bloom. And bitch, you don't have a future.